afternoon, Roxy Soxy. Good afternoon, Tam Tam. I've got a surprise for you. you what Roxy. do you have? <laughs> what did you dye your vagina pink? <laughs> Imagine no, you were like, yeah, I did. <laughs> no, but that's tomorrow. Okay, you yeah. might have to put you might have to put your glasses on for this. Are oh you crap! I took them off just to like look better on the Zoom. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh, you got glasses. I'm so sorry. I'm so oh sorry. How but, did it take so long? So these are readers. So okay, I, okay. I think I've officially crossed over into like the reader territory. <laughs> and so now you're getting old. Yes, exactly. After putting it off for years and years and years. Oh my, my goodness. Oh my god. So I'm look at us. I look at us. <laughs> we're like some we're like some big transitional lenses ad right now. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> yeah. Glasses sponsors call you sponsor know. us sponsor <laughs> us. I have the opposite of you though. I don't. I don't have the old person. <laughs> so I don't have the like. My husband needs to like read. Like he can't read a menu. So like when yes, we go to a restaurant, he's yes. like, just order for me. And I'm like, why? And he's like, because I can't see what it says. <laughs> and so I order him like the the most like what he doesn't want. So I order him like a salad and a nice like you know. Whereas he just wants pizza and pasta. Um, but I can't, I, I can't see at all. Like I can't see far. So I'm like minus four Roxy, which means <gasps> that I actually take it off when I got on home and away and people started recognizing me, I would take my glasses off. So I would have no idea if anyone was staring. It was like my superpower. It was like my superpower that <laughs> I couldn't tell that like everyone was looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll just be behind these. No, yeah. no. I'll be like, it's my superpower. I can't tell you. I can't see you. Oh my yeah. God. But I have to say they make such a difference. Now, when I look at a restaurant menu, I don't have to hold it 20 feet away from me. <laughs> my neck cricked back. <laughs> like I can see, I can see the writing. So a few things. One, are you going to wear them daily? Two, how did you pick your okay. frames? And then did I say three or two things? I said two. That's it. <laughs> Okay, so yes, I am going to wear them daily. Now I'm obsessed yeah. with them. So I wear yeah. them like when I'm on my computer or when I'm on my phone right. because right. it's like crystal clear. And of course, you know, I had to have a fashion moment about it. So I yeah. went. They're I Chanel. Find, <laughs> I wish. I wish. They're Funnel. Funnel. Oh, so they're like the bootleg version. The bootleg. I gotcha. I gotcha. You get the look without the price. Yeah. I love Same bootlegs thing. until they like break after like right. a minute. <laughs> I know, which I'm expecting these to fall apart at any moment. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But I'm excited about these. I, feel I like think you like look super hot. hot. Oh, thanks, girl. Yeah, I think you look super hot. And I'm glad you didn't tell yeah. me that you uh, dyed your vagina <laughs> because if you saw gray hair or something. Maybe that's maybe that's the next step as you do get older. But maybe, you know, <laughs> Easter's coming up. I mean, I could do pink, oh, green, I know. yellow, oh. all the colors. Which then you've literally told our entire audience of so many people that you have so much down there <laughs> that people are like, you can dye it. Roxy, now I'm visualizing and I have way too much in my head about what's going on. <laughs> Everyone knows. Everyone knows. <laughs> well, this poor guest has been listening to all our crazy stories, but the reason why it's okay is because I love her so much. She was actually um, a doctor. She's the reason why I got pregnant with Lennon. Now think of like, let that land really? for a second, Roxy. She's the okay. reason I got pregnant with like, How? not, not to give her, not to give her. Was she in so, the room with you? Yeah, she actually yeah. coached she me. Says. She coached me through it. Um, I could not get pregnant from Phoenix to Lennon. And I kept oh. having miscarriages, as you know, Roxy. Mm -hmm. And I was on my third miscarriage and I just couldn't hold a pregnancy and I couldn't hold a baby. And I 
remember thinking like, what's wrong with my body? There's something wrong with my hormones. I need some help. I was actually speaking to a girlfriend of mine. I was telling her like what had happened. And she said, well, this woman like cured my friend of MS. I know that sounds, but, but she she didn't actually cure of MS, but the friend thought that her, the friend's friend thought she had MS, but she actually had something else. And I think it was a parasite or something that was causing her to have issues. Right. And this woman, Chrissy Williamson is the one that got her walking again. So I was like, if the, if she, if she can get her walking again, then she must be able to help me get pregnant. And so I saw her for about six months and we went through, and we'll talk about it on this podcast. We went through a lot of different tests and figuring out what was going on with my body through like having to poop in jars and figuring out everything from your like that was a messy that was a messy when you have to like put it into the jar peeing blood tests hormone tests and um you know everyone had told me not to get pregnant uh for a little while so my body could like recuperate and I was so fertile because of Chrissy that I had sex two days before my period and Lennon is here because my body was like just that egg was so ready to have a swimmer connect to it. And then (laughs) there Lennon was. So let me introduce Chrissy. Chrissy Williamson has a master's in functional nutrition. She has biochemistry degree. She's a doctor of clinical nutrition. She is the woman that you want to see if you're struggling with anything to do with your health and wellness and just kind of Mm -hmm. figuring out what's going on with your body or just to live a better life. So Chrissy Williamson, after that introduction, (laughs) or if you just want to go poop in a jar you can see i know it. right in a jar. i have jar. lots of french fry containers and jars i can offer them and send them out to everybody <laughs> i mean i'm gonna be i'm gonna be that lady i'm super excited thank you guys <laughs> and speaking well. of of bushes earlier i mean bringing the bush back movement should definitely be a thing oh um, right. i really feel like that it's should a be lot a less maintenance and i also think that guys don't care as much. like listen care. i i and this is way too much information <laughs> but i don't have much down there but there's always like one hair that's like six inches too long <laughs> because like i haven't even looked i haven't even looked who really looks right and i don't think guys care as much as we think that they do i think that they're they just don't. happy to be in the area <laughs> um they're happy to be like around oh. and if they're there they don't care what's going on they, i think we exactly. care exactly yeah, it's more, or, or, it's definitely more about us, I think. Yeah. yeah. Or we can just not care anymore and just go with it. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. that's, I think that's the thing. And you can dye it Easter colors. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> I mean, right? Every, every season, you know, every holiday that comes up, we every. can theme it every time, right? Oh my gosh. America, like, what is it? Um, yeah. America's Day? I'm still on American. <laughs> America's Day. Fourth of, Fourth of July. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> You can just have laser and have some little stars in there. I think that'd be fun. You just had, that was so cute, Tamman. You were thinking Australia Day. I had like a little (laughs) blur. I I was. I was like, America's Day? What day is that? Okay, so Chrissy, can you tell us a little bit about like what you do and what your job is and how you help people so people can get like an overview of like, you know, um, if they come to you, how 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 does it go? Yeah. So, you know, basically at Nutritional Genomics Institute, which is the primary practice, we help people live their best lives, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, people kind of understand genetics. You know, we started looking at the Human Genome Project about 20 years ago. And so, you know, when we think about genes and how genes express themselves, sometimes our gene expression could be like a toddler. So Lennon having a good day. Um, or maybe she's having a bad day and, you know, throwing a fit. So we obviously want our genes to express themselves in a good way. So when we're looking at how that happens, it accounts for maybe, you know, anywhere between 10% and 40% of 
how, how our health is determined. Mm-hmm. Um, the other bit, you know, kind of getting up to about 80% is how you eat or whether you exercise or if you sleep well. Um, and then kind of the special sauce of what we do is the pooping testing and the pee mm-hmm. testing and the blood testing. Why is that um, important? Sorry. Why well, is that important? So it basically just tells us whether your genes are turned on or off. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so those things are called metabolomics. Um, and so those metabolites or those fancy biomarkers that we look at, um, you know, we're measuring how your genes are expressing. So whether they're throwing a fit like you know, a two-year-old or whether they're expressing themselves and striking a pose like Madonna, Mm -hmm. um, we basically want to change the way that they're expressing themselves. So if Mm -hmm. we don't know what we're looking at, Mm -hmm. then we can't really change that expression. Mm -hmm. So So, that's why it's important. So I would assume that like in some instances, you would want to turn some on, maybe turn some off, right? Exactly. down the road, I mean, do you use this information to predict if you have get can you know if you're predisposed mm-hmm. to cancer or other diseases? Like, is that sort of is it like a roadmap of your health almost? That's exactly right. Yeah. So I have everybody that comes to me for you know whether or not they're the medical mystery, um, mm-hmm. like the lady who couldn't walk. She had something mm-hmm. called fluoroquinolone toxicity. She took something called Cipro, which is an antibiotic. Okay. Mm. So her doctor gave her an antibiotic and then all of a sudden her muscles didn't work anymore and her nerves didn't work anymore. And, you know, we figured out that she was, you know, not eating the right kind of diet and she needed to fix her mitochondria, which are basically these little energy machines in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, And she does, she walks now, which is amazing. And so, you know, she does live in LA and Um, you know, and she's actually a really dear friend of mine. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but, you know, going from being in a wheelchair for a decade to all of a sudden Mm -hmm. being able to walk again, that's pretty amazing. So are you saying that all antibiotics are bad or what I've heard in the past is that you should balance your antibiotic intake with a probiotic? Is that right? So it depends, but Mm -hmm. yes, um, generally speaking, if you're going to go in and kill um, burn down the forest, essentially, you know, if you think about your, your microbes in there, um, you want to make sure that you replace them. Um, so on average, it takes about seven years to recover from taking just one dose of an antibiotic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So <laughs> pretty big deal. But mm-hmm. yeah, so roadmap, absolutely. So, you know, cancer, Alzheimer's, any kind of disease prevention, the people that want to live to be 150 years mm-hmm. old, um, you know, we're really looking at optimal health and gene expression. So we talk a lot about mental health on this show. Um, I don't suffer depression, but I've suffered anxiety my whole life. And you really opened my eyes to the fact that, yes, there are certain things that I can do to help my anxiety, but also I have something in my genes, and you can explain what that is, that is predisposed to anxiety. So Mm -hmm. it's like someone like me who's predisposed to anxiety, then gets put into an anxiety environment because of my job, and then Mm -hmm. maybe has anxiety anxiety type foods like caffeine and sugar. It's like some big explosion into like being anxious all the time. But there's certain people that are just predisposed to being anxious and depressed. Is that correct? Absolutely. 
Yeah. So, are, you know, are you comfortable with me talking about everything? Yeah, okay. go for it. Right. Talk yeah. about my jeans. Oh, yeah. And I All don't right. mean yes. my skinny jeans. I mean my <laughs> jeans. Give us your mom jeans, okay? Uh, oh my god, no. you have to tell me everything. That tell me everything. Oh my god. Okay. As long as you don't figure it out for you. Yeah, she's trying to figure it out. As long as you don't make me wear the horrible jeans that my daughters want me to wear. Okay, I have a 16 and a 14 year old, and they're like, "Mom, your skinny jeans and your flipped hair, beside yeah, whatever." This is so in. It's don't, don't so listen to them. like, and yeah. I'm like, I am not wearing your horrible ass mom jeans. <laughs> You're a hot mom. 90s. Don't you worry about it. You're a yeah, hot you mom. You got it, girl. You got yes. it. I'm like, the smell thing is a thing. So y'all kids can go to your own thing. <laughs> Um, all right. So the big, there are two big anxiety genes. Okay. One is called GAD, um, which has a nice acronym for, you know, generalized anxiety disorder. Um, but it's also the name of an enzyme. So in the body, all genes are enzymes. Um, and that's basically because they go. All right. And so every gene or every enzyme has, you know, something that makes it go to basically gives it a swift kick in the ass. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, those things are nutrient cofactors. So without getting too crazy into biochemistry, but mm -hmm. the, the one that's GAD, it basically takes something called glutamate and it turns it into GABA. Um, now, GABA is what we take or what we're targeting when we take things like Xanax. Okay. So it makes us nice and chill and nice and relaxed. Now, glutamate, if you think about like monosodium glutamate, like uh, MSG, mm -hmm. sometimes when you take that, it might make you feel edgy and crazy. Yes. And I get like migraines straight away. Right. So you don't feel good. Now, if you can't convert glutamate into GABA naturally, mm -hmm. we call this the panic attack gene. Okay. Mm. So if you naturally are born with too much glutamate or MSG in your brain, you're normally going to reach that threshold pretty quickly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So these people are also going to have lower insulin levels because this gene or this enzyme basically lives in the brain. It also lives in the pancreas. So these people might have varying levels of uh, blood glucose. Okay. So you're going to be sort of trending towards having hypoglycemia. So if you don't yes. eat very often, it's then me. you crash. <laughs> yes, this is you, Miss <laughs> <laughs> Apple before the podcast, right? Um, so this is one of those things. What makes this gene go is a vitamin called P5P or vitamin B6. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a fancy kind of, of B6, but it's still vitamin B6. So when we find this gene, most of the time you would never know unless you're looking at genetics. Okay. Um, so, but when we look at your genetics and we also look for validation markers, so those fancy metabolomics things I was talking about, those biomarkers, something called xanthurinate that we look at, you don't need to know about all that stuff, but you know, if you're working with somebody who actually looks to see if that gene is turned on, because checking too much vitamin B6 could be bad. You don't want to take too much or too little. It's kind of like the Goldilocks phenomenon. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not too much, not too little. It's going to be just right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, you know, taking the B6 basically brings down the panic attack threshold. Yeah. Okay. Every time. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's one. Mm -hmm. The other one guys is something called COMPT. All right. Now this mm -hmm. is catecho-O-methyltransferase. This one, most people have. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, now this has your ability or determines your ability to break down adrenaline dopamine and estrogen. Okay. Now how many women are walking around with estrogen dominance? Right. Me too. <laughs> okay. I don't so, know. See, she doesn't know. <laughs> I don't the, know. See, during ovulation, if you have a really bad ovulation time, that's estrogen dominance, correct? Mm -hmm. 
or your boobs hurt or you have yeah. PMS or you have heavy periods. Doesn't everybody no. have PMS? No, you're not meant to. When no. I detox, when, Roxy, when I went to a place for two weeks and did this amazing before I had kids detox, like spa thing, yeah. it wasn't two weeks. It was like eight days. Um, I didn't have for the first time in my entire life any PMS. I didn't have any pain. I didn't even know my period was coming. You're not actually mm-hmm. meant, yes. you tell me if I'm wrong, you're not meant to feel anything, cramps, nothing. If you're in balance, you're not meant to feel like you're having your period or that you feel gross or your right. boobs hurt or you've got cramps really? you're not meant to have that no i feel like i've had that like every cycle of my life like, because you're not right. balanced roxy you're not balanced. <laughs> right totally <laughs> off balance obviously <laughs> tell how many tequilas you have a week roxy i'm like does tequila factor into all this yes actually yes <laughs> but it? not in a good way oh. so all right, so, so tequila basically raises your dopamine levels. Okay, makes you happy, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in cruel twist of fate, dopamine turns into adrenaline, all right? So so after a couple of hours, after having that glass of wine or that yeah. tequila before you go to an event or Golden Globes or whatever you guys are doing, then all I love of that sudden- she thinks we're going to Golden Globes, by I way. know. <laughs> I'm like, keep going. I'm on couch this year. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you guys are doing out there, go to your party. Um, so- when you guys are, you know, having that glass of wine and then, or the tequila, um, and then a couple of hours later, you start to feel anxious. And then you're like, oh shit, I need another glass of wine. Um, or you wake up in the middle of the night. It's because your body has actually taken that alcohol and turned it into adrenaline. Okay. So if you don't sleep well after you drink Roxy's yes. face, that's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. She like, never oh, sleeps God. well. <laughs> right. Never. So I have worst insomnia. Worst. Yeah, this is this is alcohol and you're not breaking down the adrenaline. Okay. So uh-huh. the fact that you have bad periods, the fact uh-huh. that you're not sleeping well, and it's associated with a type of anxiety we call ruminating anxiety. So mm. let's just say you and Tamman have a discussion about something that you don't necessarily agree with. You're gonna lay in bed at night and you're gonna go, What did she say? I should have said this. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and your brain is gonna da, 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 and click yes. over and over and over again. Yes. Okay. Because you can and never turn it off, you know. Never right. turn it off. Yes. Yes. Okay. So something called magnesium three and eight would be mm. your best yes. friend. And this is actually what Tamman took when she was pregnant with Lynn. Still take it now. And it. yeah. <laughs> so this um is something that helps you break down all of those yucky chemicals in your body um, and makes you sleep better, makes your anxiety levels come down and makes your periods better. Wait a minute. What is the name of it? (laughs) Roxy, I've texted it to you so many times. I will text you all my vitamins from Chrissy. Just because they're good for you. I think think you should just start with something, don't you? (laughs) Okay. Yes. True. So, I mean, just by your symptoms and just for anybody listening, by the way, I'm not giving medical advice. Tamman's actually one of my patients. So please, please, please do not run out and start taking things. Anything that we talk about today, Um, please consult you with your doctor or contact us or yeah, if you want to. Um, but so this is one of those things. I'm um, sorry. I had to throw the medical disclaimer out there. So, But <laughs> magnesium, it's not like you're saying to everyone, like, you know, go take Xanax. You're telling them to take yeah, magnesium right. and magnesium. I think we all know is really good so, for yeah. calming down. And it's actually yes. changed my life. I take three, three a day. I take one in the morning. I take one in the morning, one in the afternoon when it's a crazy time around the house mm-hmm. and one before I go to sleep. And if I don't take it, Without fail, I will have at least a mini panic attack. Like, but does it make you sleepy during no, the day? No, I feel totally it? normal. No? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have people that take um like sixteen 
capsules. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, well, because with COVID this past year, yeah. as there's been so much stress and so much anxiety, people are not able to break down their adrenaline. So people with the mutations, the comp mutations mm-hmm. have had so much stress capacity that even people that meditate or love to or do whatever they do. And, you know, they're doing yoga every day, the social isolation, the stress, the, you know, all, all of the shit show that 2020 and 20. One has been so far. Um, <laughs> Hopefully not 2022. <laughs> right? That's supposed to be a lucky number, right? Two, two, two. Mm-hmm. All of those things are supposed to be lucky. So we'll let's just say it is, and hope. then it is. Yes, yes. So we're going to yes. manifest that. We're manifesting that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I've got people taking a lot of antipsychotics. So does that help? So then, what you're saying with the magnesium and everything, that helps with insomnia specifically. Yes. Ma'am. Are there any other things you should like that are yes. good for insomnia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you need to get a yeah. consultation. I'm telling you, it'll change your entire <laughs> life. I just did a, a piece um, for Beyond TV um, in LA. So I actually put it up on my website, but we talk about you know, things that help you go to sleep and things that help you stay asleep. Um, so, but Neuromag is like my end all be all. That's actually for Designs for Health. That's the brand name. Um, but you can take that or Cognimag. There's other other brands out there as well. But I mean, to, to stay asleep, to break down yeah. adrenaline, if you are born with like the lion at your heels your whole life, mm-hmm. your cells don't know any better. Mm-hmm. Like you all, you think it's normal to feel yeah. that level mm-hmm. of anxiety. And like, I was talking about my life before and after Neuromag, like oh. you'd literally have to pry it from my cold dead hands. Oh, when I get down like, to the last one, like, I start to panic about the fact right? that I have one left. And then Sean will be like, can I have one? I'm like, you don't, don't you touch no, me. Don't, don't you do, touch yeah, my neuro. You. Don't you touch my magnesium. And all magnesium is different. Like you go to the Whole Foods, no, no, no no bad mm-hmm. vibes against Whole Foods, but you go to Whole Foods and get their um, magnesium. It is totally different. You need a very specific and it's expensive people. Mm-hmm. It's $50 or something. And people go, well, I'm not going to spend $50. And it lasts for me. I think it lasts like over a month that $50 yeah. for the month changes my it. entire mm-hmm. days that it's worth $400. If I could spend that, you know, like yeah. it's, it's actually worth it. And how much you spend on your health is, is important because you're going to have to spend it at some point. It's like, do you spend it now or do you spend it when you're in the hospital? Yeah. What did I say? A pound of, a pound of prevention is an ounce of cure, right? Yeah. Yeah. And being happy and not being stressed and feeling good, like the quality of life. Like, I mean, I used to be the kind of person that would drive down the street and get mad. Like if somebody cut me off in traffic yeah. and yeah, I mean, I would be that oh, yeah. person. Like, and just asshole. like whole thing. Yeah. I think we still do that. <laughs> well, it depends on you what know. they do, but, but for the most part now, like I just let it go. I mean, like we joke and call it Fucatol, you know, at the practice. I'm like, mm-hmm. everybody that works for me has to take Neuromag, like take fluoride out of the water and put Neuromag in the water. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, everybody would just be happy and chill and like nice and like just you know it just bring peace to the world in a lot of ways but what about all the chemicals you know you talk about water right and I I'd heard before I even met you that the reason a lot of people aren't getting pregnant as uh, like they should is because in our water there's like birth control and there's like so much that people are are ingesting through the foods that we have and the water, like water to me, when we talked about this and you said like, get a water filter, I was like, Oh, come on. Like what, what really, what, I didn't say that like to you or to me, but you know, I was like, come on, like what really is in our water that, you know, when I have a shower, what's really going to seep into me. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I changed my water filter, I noticed that 
things were different. My hair was different. My skin was different. My mood was different. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. like, what is in our water that's really affecting mm -hmm. us that we don't even think about? Yeah. So the, um, the EWG, um, the, Envi the Environmental Protection Group, um, you can go to their website. Um, I guess I said the wrong acronyms there, but, um, and I believe um, the nutritionist or the health coach at the time, Tam, and gave you a, you know, um, an analysis of, of your water and your air quality at the, you know, where you were living at the time. Um, and so, you know, they basically tell you all of the chemicals that have been, you know, um, recently analyzed in your water, your air quality. Most people are shocked of the air quality. You know, they're like, oh, I live in Santa Monica. There's, there's nothing wrong with the air here or by the beach, or I live in Malibu. And I'm like, mm, nope, mm -hmm. still not great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it's, it's one of those things where, um, there's prescription medications, there's, you know, heavy metals there, you know, you got to worry about your pipes in your house, you know, there are all kinds of things and getting, you know, you can get a, a really good um, filter. Like I love Berkey water filters. They mm -hmm. are cheap. They're easy. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times they're on the counter, which some people don't love, but I mean, get a travel we one. It's not it. a big it's great. deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like $250, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, and you basically are going to filter out all of the crap that's in there. So, I mean, so many people even have, you know, arsenic in their water and they're not mm -hmm. thinking about how that's a neurotoxin and how it causes autism. And I mean, there's so much. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's one of those easy things, even the little shower filters that you can mm -hmm. get. Like I just built this house in, um, in May of last year. And they're like, Oh, by the way, you've got really high levels of chlorine in your water. And we put a shower filter on and all of a sudden my hair started to not be so crunchy. My skin wasn't breaking out. We were sneezing in our showers. And I'm like, why? I'm like, we have a brand new house. There's no mold in here. Like why? And the girls and I were both just like literally like nine or 10 times sneezing. And it was because we had these toxins in our water. Mm. So by putting the Weird. filter on, it changed everything. Now, mm -hmm. so you would recommend putting those water filters, not only on your shower, mm -hmm. but like in your sink, in your kitchen, because you're washing dishes, you know, your hands are in the water. So uh, like I everything mean, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, the, the ones in the kitchen, you know, as long as you're not, it's non-potable. So I wouldn't, you know, pour the water in the pot and then boil the food. Right. So use your filtered water for that. But for washing dishes and, you know, that kind of stuff. Eh, you're probably not going to, I mean, unless you're like really washing dishes old school, like putting your hands in the sink and really washing. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, if you're still using a dishwasher, then I wouldn't necessarily worry about that. But, you know, I mean, you know, most women are spending at least 20 minutes in the shower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, at least. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot <laughs> there's a mop up here <laughs> i just sit in the bath for like until i get crinkly you know yeah. and i sit yes. with all my kids toys and all that crap yeah. in the bath <laughs> oh yeah. it's like the perfect place to like hide away too you know? I know. yeah You're like i'm taking a poop leave me alone yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that doesn't even stop oh, if i say take a poop everyone like wants to come talk to me about their day i'm like this is not your most opportune time yeah. like get out the cat's like trying to get under the door <laughs> <laughs> like, leave me alone. Oh, this I is know. my quiet time. I know. So now, you know, we talk so much about nutrition and everything. And I know lately we've been talking so much about gut health because that is mm -hmm. so important. And gut health ties into mental health. And it really yeah. is like the source of like disease and the thing, the bad things that can happen to you. So like, as far as like, you know, genetics go, are we predisposed to having certain gut health and mm -hmm. can we change things? Like, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So there's, there's one gene that we look at. Um, it's called FUT2. It's on our, 
uh, mm. on our optimal diet panel. Um, and basically it determines your, what we call secretor status. Um, mm. It's influenced by vitamin B12, um, but it basically means that, you know, you're either going to have a higher risk of certain infections um, or you may not get certain infections. So, mm. um, you know, depending if you're a, a non-secretor, um, then you basically are not going to have, um, you know, the higher risk, which is, you know, it's one of those things. It's not necessarily that we can do a whole lot about it, but if we know this status, then we're going to give you more, you know, probiotics and we're going to make sure that your B12 status is higher um, so that you don't get things like um, vaginal yeast infections and you don't get things like, um, even, um, you know, GI infections like uh, C. diff and things like that. So um, and it, the, the purpose of this gene is how the gut bacteria actually interact with your immune system. So most of your immune system lives in your belly. So, you know, how that actually interacts is, is what's mostly important. Um, and of course, if you take things like antibiotics, you know, I mean, we all, you know, we all have sex, we all get UTIs, or we assume we all have sex. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't well, know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah. We hope we're all having sex. sex lately. I'm like, Roxy, it's good for your dopamine. For your sex. Yeah, it's good yeah. for your dopamine. Um, when I feel down, it, I try to make my husband have sex with me, and it's not sexy because that's like, <laughs> I'm depressed. Like, come here. You just me. need a good vibrator. Yeah, but I need, I need, I need, but is, is it the same though when you use a sex toy than when you have uh, uh, someone? And I'm just saying that for. Uh, your your dopamine and all that is serotonin. Oh, is yeah. an orgasm is an it... orgasm an orgasm, or do you get different types of um, you know serotonin dopamine different types of yeah. um, brain chemicals when you're with someone? So technically, it's supposed. It's technically it's the same kind of brain chemical. It's oxytocin. It's serotonin. Those kinds of things. Now, mm -hmm. when we actually look at you know coital basically with someone mm -hmm. um, and by yourself. It depends on how imaginative you are. Mm. Um, but most of the time we do actually find that oxytocin level. So oxytocin is the hormone that, you know, is involved in bonding. Um, mm. So that hormone actually is a little bit higher when you're mm. with someone and not with your, so when you're not with yeah, your bonding with your vibrator. <laughs> when you're, when you're, you're not using your, your Bombex that day. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those things where, um, you know, it, it can be. So, I mean, in terms of dopamine um, mm -hmm. and serotonin, it can give you the same sort of pleasure response for sure. Do you think people huh. who want sex more mm -hmm. um, is because, so I have a high sex drive, but I, is it because my body is trying to balance out the fact that I don't have a lot of dopamine or serotonin? So it's looking for that. Mm. So high sex drive in women, most of the time is testosterone. Interesting. So your testosterone levels are likely a little bit higher mm -hmm. um, than say average. And so a lot of times this is driven by um, either niacin levels, so it's vitamin B3, mm -hmm. um, or there's little variants that we look at. So, you know, there's something called 17 beta hydroxylates, which mm -hmm. controls the conversion of both testosterone and estrogen. So, and, you know, looking at fertility issues, um, mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, that is something that we look at. 
Um, those enzymes and that pathway also control stress hormones. Mm -hmm. So this is why when we're stressed, our body decides, hey, it's more important to run away from the lion than it is to have sex, make a baby. Mm -hmm. um, so this is why when people get stressed out, they either have fertility issues or men, they get erectile dysfunction, mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. So, you know, when we have higher levels of testosterone in women, we are going to maybe have oilier skin. We might get a little bit more hair growth everywhere. Sexy. Um, so bring, bring Ooh, who doesn't want to have more sex with more hair? Right. I mean, come on. He's like, come here know. and have sex with my oily, hairy self. <laughs> it's going to be hot, right? He's like, Ooh, that seems unfair. That seems slightly it is, unfair. It is a little bit unfair. But if you do it in the right way, and it's just uh, a little bit more testosterone, then you know it can be beneficial. Um, but a lot of times what ends up happening is the testosterone can be aromatized into estrogen. Um, so as long as you continue to take things like Neuromag and it helps to process that out, then that's actually a beneficial thing. It's all about what's downstream. Um, oh. So it's all about understanding how those pathways work. But like doing a, a niacin um, or those NAD IVs would be a really bad idea for somebody that has a high sex drive um, or high female with high sex drive without looking at your testosterone levels huh. because it would drive it way up. Well, oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> well or yeah, I know. Well, was like, poor Sean. Yeah. Well, you know, we had um, Suzanne Summers on the show recently, and she was talking to us because, I mean, she, she looks, looks phenomenal. Amazing. Phenomenal. Like, looks great. She's having a great time. Like, she has oh. sex with her husband three times a day. <laughs> I mean, the whole bit. But, you know, she takes, um, like, sort of, like, hormone replacement therapy. So what are your thoughts on that? Because I know some women, you know, once they hit menopause, you know, they look at because I guess the symptoms are pretty bad. So they want to take these hormone replacement therapies to kind of, you know, quell the symptoms a little bit. Do you believe in those? Hmm. So I have a pretty controversial opinion on that. Um, I do not believe in hormone replacement therapy, except for in pretty extreme circumstances. Um, I've not had a woman come through my practice with breast cancer, ovarian cancer, endometrial cancer that did not do hormone replacement therapy. Um, so, and the reason that is, is that most, most doctors do not practice, you know, nutritional genomics. They're not doing precision medicine the way that we do at the Institute. So when you add in hormones, whether it's estrogens or whether it's testosterone or DHEA. So I basically went backwards up the pathway. So estrogens at the bottom, uh, testosterone's, you know, kind of in the middle and then DHEA is at the top. Mm -hmm. um, when you go through and add you know, hormones anywhere along that level, and you're not metabolizing the, the extra little breakdown products that mm -hmm. come from that, um, or not measuring those things, you basically make toxic metabolites. Mm -hmm. And those toxic metabolites, something called like 4-OH or, you know, 2-MEO, um, there are all these different metabolites that we look at on some of our hormone tests um, that basically break DNA. <laughs> and oh. so when you break DNA, you basically cause cancer. Um, and so this happens in men too. So, you know, that, that 4-OH is, you know, can cause prostate cancer. So when men take testosterone shots, you know, Hey, you know, I'm going through andropause, you know, I want to get hard and stay hard forever and keep my muscles or, you know, go to the gym and, you know, all this other kind of stuff. It's like, what are you doing? You know, not really thinking about your, you know, so you want to still look like you're 25 at 50 mm -hmm. or 60 or 70, 
And, you know, for guys, you know, have a 40 year old girlfriend at 70. And then for women, you know, there's this thing. It's like, okay, if you're absolutely miserable, let's talk about making sure that we can break this down. Mm -hmm. And if you have vaginal atrophy, let's, let's work on that. You know, Mm -hmm. like this one woman, like her, her vagina guys literally like was like white paper thin, (gasps) cracking and bleeding. Like the poor woman. (sighs) Okay. Like, this is awful. Like nobody should go through that. And then like, you know, I have people that come to me and they're like, I was, you help her. In- of course <laughs> yeah, I helped her. Oh like, please okay. don't you help her. You just like kind of let us down this path. And I was like, and then we just like drowned in the water <laughs> no, for a second. No, of, course like, I helped her. No. of course I helped her. Uh, but you know, I mean, menopause, just like anything else, like what my philosophy is, nothing should be painful. Nothing should be unattainable or unsustainable. Like that's mm-hmm. basically my philosophy. So like, I have women, like I was just, I had a patient this week, you know, she was like, we basically changed a couple of things. So she's like, all my menopausal symptoms went away. She was like, this is a fucking miracle. <laughs> like what mm-hmm. happened? And I'm like, this is how it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to have this like horrible experience, you know, mm-hmm. this awful hot flashes. Like, yeah. you know, this one lady came to me and she was like, my vagina is sweating. You know, she's like, I'm throwing my leg up in the car, you know, and I'm like, you poor thing. I'm like, what is happening? Like, you're making me like, I'm afraid to go through menopause yeah. in a decade. Like, what, <laughs> what is this? You know? I'm like, this is not happening. <laughs> So, so yeah. you, you gave them like supplements and things like yeah. that instead. Okay. Yeah. okay. There, there are supplements to help like break these things down. You know, mm. we're not designed to, to menstruate forever. We are not designed to have hormones in us forever. Like, I don't know where we got this idea that like we're smarter than mother nature. Like the idea is to get the body to work in synergy, the way we're designed to work. Mm. Like but what happens? Yeah. What happens when it like you know, women are going through menopause and then all of a sudden their skin is just dull and their like hair is falling out. Like what you were saying, are you saying that they should accept that this is the natural process of aging? Or are you saying that there are things, there's a way to age if we really took care of ourselves and everyone's completely different, but if we really didn't have all the chemicals and we were eating right and we were having the right um, um, vitamins and whatever it is, that there's a way to age that is less aggressive than what we're going through right now. And that's what we should be looking toward. Is that more of the case? The latter. Yes, exactly. Um, Mm. So the, but the problem is, is that, you know, a lot of people come to me and they are 55 and they've already had the, you know, trauma to their body or they've had their whole life and they've been eating McDonald's, um, you know, and it's like, you know, they, they haven't taken care of their bodies and, you know, and so all they know, what most people know is they go to the doctor and they get a, they get a prescription. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, and I might take a, you know, Centrum multivitamin or something, you know, that's, that's what most people know. They don't know that those vitamins have, you know, toxins in them, that they don't know that folic acid is a carcinogen that it causes Folic acid is a carcinogen? Yeah. Really? You're supposed to take folate, (laughs) correct? When you're... No, you're supposed to take folate. Folate and folic acid are two completely different things. Completely different things. What did we take when we were trying to get pregnant? I'm when we're you know because you take the prenatal vitamins and they have. I thought they had folic acid in them. They do, but it should have folate. It's the same. The I'll let Chrissy explain it, but yeah, (laughs) they they do the same thing, but they're different. 
What, well, what is the difference? <laughs> so folate comes from foods. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like dark green leafy vegetables and things like that. Um, there is methylated folate mm-hmm. and those methyl donors you have to be careful with because those mm-hmm. increase anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's no wonder that a lot of pregnant women have anxiety because they're given something that they can't break down. So comped that gene that we were talking about, mm-hmm. it transfers methyl donors or it breaks down methyl donors. So that's a problem. <laughs> that's a big problem. Um, but if you're going to take folate for pregnancy, you really should take something called folinic acid or calcium folinate. Mm-hmm. Um, folic acid is a competitive inhibitor, which basically means it blocks a pathway. It blocks your primary folate pathway. So while you're trying to get pregnant, if you take something like folic acid or you eat foods with folate acid in them, like cereals or breads or grains, um, you're actually decreasing your ability to get pregnant. (laughs) Which is extraordinary, right? right? Yeah, because I feel like we've been told for so long to take Mm-hmm. supplements, you know, especially mm-hmm. even like w- once you are pregnant before the baby comes with folic acid in them to help build, you know, the, the baby's body and, and all the essentials. And all they needed to say is have folate, but I want, why did they not say have folate then? And why are they saying have folic acid if it's detrimental? They're so still going to tell you to take folic acid because folic acid is a synthetic derivative that's cheaper and easier. Um, mm-hmm. So the government standpoint is to still take folic acid. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad I met you when I got pregnant because I do believe that like I've learned so much about so many things that can help my own body. Like mm-hmm. I know that we don't we all take folate in our household and I would have never known. Like I would have just thought folic acid was for being pregnant, but so there's so many there's so many ways to like protect people, but like, you know, they don't we don't have access to people like you. And so that's why it's so important to to us on this show is to get the word out because so many people don't know that what they're doing and what they're taking and what they're, how they're living is going to affect them at some point. Like it will catch up with them, whether it's their hormones or, you know, certain diseases or cancers or mental health, like at some point is going to catch up. So this information has to be more readily available. And it makes me so frustrated that it takes like people having to like expose this information so that people know, like why, why is it so hard for people to know this information? Yeah. Why is it so hard? Well, because it's against the the mainstream. So, you know, it's one of the things. So at um, one of my companies called Snippet, we are, you know, we're trying to empower physicians. Um, unfortunately, in the traditional medical model, physicians are expected to have all the answers and, you know, execute in 15 minutes. Um, that's really not fair to doctors. Um, you know, I spend two hours with each one of my patients. I only see two patients a day. Um, and so that is a complete radical shift. Um, I'm able to, you know, look at their genetics, look at their metabolomics, look at their medical history. So people send me their medical history for decades. Um, and, you know, I mean, is it inexpensive to see me to begin with? No. Um, but I'm also not like most of my contemporaries in LA and I don't charge $6,000 for an initial consult either. How much um, do you so charge? I, I charge it's expensive, but it's not so bad. <laughs> right. Can we get a woman on top right. of this? Yeah. Yes, it's, so I'm, I'm three 
three hundred dollars an hour, which is not which is not that just, bad yeah, considering no. considering my contemporaries charge you know significantly more than that. Mm-hmm. And what we actually do at NGI is you start with me, and then you actually follow with my nutrition team. Um, so you really only come back to see me maybe once or twice a year, um, just to kind of make sure that things are copacetic. Um, so I get you started, and then you follow with the nutrition team. The nutrition team is one hundred seventy five dollars an hour, mm-hmm. so it's really not that bad. Um, and that's how we are stratified to make sure mm-hmm. that it's more accessible. Um, but the goal, I have three companies. One, I'm building an AI software system um, mm-hmm. so that this is more accessible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so platform, so people can, you know, participate, um, you know, people license the panels that I've created. I have over 25 panels, uh, genome panels. Um, so if there are any investors out there who want to participate in that, that'd be fantastic. Um, and then, you know, at SNPED, we basically teach physicians um, so that they can use this type of technology in their practices um, and essentially use us as a lab. So they send us the data, we process it for them, we teach them, you know, the, the nuts and bolts, and then they go back and they're able to use this type of information in their 15-minute appointments. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can be, you know, more widespread. It doesn't necessarily have to be because I'm only one person. <laughs> um, I'm not going to be able to see everybody. Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's been my vision to really change the way medicine is practiced. I wanted to ask you too, since we were talking about, um, you know, women's health is birth control pills. Mm. Um, you know, because, you know, as, especially after, you know, having a baby after delivery, you know, your gynecologist usually wants to have you to get back on your, you know, birth control and, and do that whole thing. And then of course, when you're, you know, before kids, you know, I mean, I was on birth control for, I don't even know how many years, you know, Mm -hmm. oral birth or birth control. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, can that really fuck up your, you know, your genes, your health later on down the line? Like what are your thoughts on the birth control pill? So it's just like other hormone replacements. So the longer women are exposed to estrogen, the higher your breast cancer risk. Okay. So, and most birth control is estrogen based. So, I mean, they can be low estrogen, you can be estrogen progesterone. Um, but essentially the longer your body is bathed in hormones, um, the higher the risk is. So, you know, I've got girls, um, neither one of them are on birth control. Um, is there a risk for that? Absolutely. Um, you know, but it's, it's one of those things, um, you know, so it is, it is a touchy situation. Uh, when we think about that, um, my own personal experience, you mm-hmm. know, after I had my second daughter, um, I put Mirena in, um, which is a hormone based IUD and I mm-hmm. bled for nine months. It activated mm-hmm. like all of the bad genes in my body. And, um, I literally gained like almost 40 pounds in like, wow. uh, maybe mm-hmm. like three weeks at mm-hmm. the end of that nine months. And I called my doctor and I was like, this is miserable. I don't feel good. I was like, there's something wrong. And he was like, Miranda doesn't do that. He was like, if you're that sick, go to the emergency room. And I was like, fine, you asshole. <laughs> I was like, I will. Yeah, like, fuck you. <laughs> like, you're being a dick. And so it's always, I, no offense, but I love men, but it's always like the men who like don't really understand women's bodies, but are the ones yeah. that are telling us what to do with them. Mm-hmm. Right. So I went and I had it removed in the emergency room and guys, I passed a clot. It was like the size of a, like a mini grapefruit. I mean, fucking not grapefruit, a watermelon. It was huge. Mm -hmm. And then over the next couple of days, I finally, like, I mean, like 35, 40 pounds came off and I was like, 
this is absolutely crazy. And then like, that's when I started to get sick. I started to pass out behind the wheel of my car. I couldn't like stand up anymore. Like I was bedridden for like almost a year. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, my whole life went to total shit at that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, so I had this like foreign hormone in my body. I was breastfeeding and, you know, I, my body was trying to balance and it just couldn't because mm-hmm. it was being bathed in a hormone. Mm-hmm. I've so, never taken birth control. It scares the shit out of me. You've never taken and birth control pills, Tamara? Never taken birth control. I took it once when I was 21 and I remember I threw a shoe at the television and I was like, mm. I think this isn't good for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I, I've always known, I've always had this like weird, but like my body's always given me this biofeedback that anything that isn't of its purest form just doesn't work well for me. And I feel like even with, I take antibiotics, if I'm really sick, I will take the antibiotics. If I have to get, if I have to get surgery, I will get surgery. When I had a C-section, I had an epidural because I had to, but then I didn't take the Percocet I tried to find other ways, which was still fucking painful. I took Advil, which was lesser than Percocet, but I'm always trying to find ways to not put shit into my body because I'm just really sensitive. I feel like I, I, if I eat some M&Ms, I'd probably be out for a week. Like I'd probably have diarrhea. I'd probably have a migraine. I probably wouldn't sleep. Like my body doesn't do very well with things that are not natural. So I've always thought don't, don't ever use birth control, but there has been that added. And that's, what's so scary for women. And unfortunate is there's always been that added fear of like, Oh my God, like every month, am I going to get pregnant? Am I going to get pregnant? You know, I, 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 this is too much information, but I used other protection until I got married Mm -hmm. and then you just roll the dice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, no, I would rather roll the dice then for me, and I know that's, you know, for other people are different, but for me, then, then take birth control. Getting pregnant at 40, being single is like the biggest fear of my life. I'm like, so what do you do? <laughs> yeah. So what do you do? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, condoms God. are terrible. <laughs> I, no, condoms are terrible. So, I mean, I dated yeah. a guy, um, last year for like eight or nine months and uh, yeah, I mean, you, you'd pull out. I mean, it's like, okay. You know, and then it's like, like, yeah. And then there's like a couple of, uh, there's like a couple of days where like, no, (laughs) but you know, I mean, those are of course the days that you want to fuck the most. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Chrissy, you're my doctor. (laughs) We only talk about anxiety and neuromag and now we're talking about pulling out and fucking is a lot for me to handle. Yeah, right. I'm not drinking because I'm on with you. (laughs) I'm on with you. Where's your wine? Go kiss your wine. <laughs> this is vodka. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Wait, I want to ask a few more questions because we don't have you for that much longer. But I, I, a lot of people ask me, you know, there was this girl on my social media and she's always sick, right? <laughs> I will say that. I say that. Not, not that she's always Aww. sick, but like she's always in her stories like, oh, I ate cheese and pizza and wine. And I always have a headache and whatever. I'm like, because your yeah. histamine levels are so yeah. high. And it actually shocks me that so many people don't know about histamine and how histamine plays such a massive role in your health and your well-being. But people are like, why do I have a headache? What? They think that histamine is rashes and itching, right? Mm -hmm. Histamine is so much more than that. It's like sleep. It's uh, mental health. It's anxiety. It's depression. It's, it's food allergies. Histamine Mm -hmm. is so much and no one knows anything about it. So please, um, well, I mean, a few, I'm sure some people do, but a lot of people (laughs) don't. So please can you explain histamine to everyone and why it's important to know? Hey, 
Um, histamine is obviously a, a chemical in your body. It lives in, you know, little cells called mast cells and mast cells are cranky little bitches sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there's um, vodka in there. I don't pretend no, that there's, yeah, not. Right? there's not vodka. It's water. I swear. <laughs> it's, it's water. Um, but no, I mean, it's, well, this is a fun podcast. It's not a, it's not a medical. <laughs> we like medical. We're smart. I know. We're We're in glasses. We're in glasses. We just have, opt out. I have my negative four <laughs> contacts in two. I can't see at all. Um, no, but histamine is one of those things where they, you know, the cells basically barf, they degranulate, they mm. spill out all of their contents and they have other things in there, like things like prostaglandins and leukotrienes and all of these things in them. And they make you feel miserable. So histamine is also a neurotransmitter, as Tamman mentioned, and it can mess with your brain. So a lot of people, we call it histamine on the brain. So mm. if all of a sudden you eat foods that are either shellfish are really high in histamine, so people that eat, you know, shrimp, and then they get a headache or they get cranky, um, or, you know, things like, uh, scallops or even things like cured meats. So if you have like your charcuterie board and then all of a sudden you're like, eh, not feeling so great. Um, red wine, are, probably too, like the red wine, is like, is wine included, wine red wine is actually the worst of all of the alcohols. So tequila and vodka is much better. Okay, great. Well, that, those are my two favorites, <laughs> there white you go. wine and tequila, <laughs> mm, the white wine, a little bit much, be careful oh, on that. Okay, okay. Um, but you know, there are even foods that, you know, kind of liberate histamine from the cells. So things like citrus and strawberries, um, those work on a different enzyme. There are, of course, lots of different genes that we look at. Mm -hmm. um, so there's internal histamine and external histamine, and we basically look at those things. Um, but essentially, vitamin B2 helps with both of those. Um, you can take certain supplements that kind of block it. But in general, you either, if you have really bad histamine intolerance, mm -hmm. then you have to never really eat histamine or be really careful. Um, and then a lot of times you do have to take an antihistamine, like a Claritin or a Zyrtec or even a Benadryl. Um, but you know, the, the thing about histamine is that you should think of it kind of like a bucket. Okay. So, and this goes for like oxalates, histamine, sulfur, salicylates, there's all kinds of food categories that people have never heard about before. Okay. And these are actually the four pillars of inflammation. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then throw fat in there too, because people, people do know about that one, but you know, those four pillars, again, that's oxalate, histamine, sulfur, and salicylate. Um, so we can maybe talk about that if you want, but the, the mm -hmm. biggest ones there, you know, I mean, when we're talking about histamine or any of those, if your bucket is filled up with stress or not sleeping or um, quite, quite frankly, anything, um, other inflammation from gut dysbiosis or anything else, and then you throw in something like histamine food, all of a sudden your bucket's going to overflow. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when that overflows, then that's when you have a symptom. That's when you get a migraine, Tamman. That's when you may have diarrhea, <laughs> which is always fun. That, that's when you may flush across your cheeks or across your chest. Um, that's when you may get, you know, kind of cranky and not really know why. You know, can I ask you this? Because I've had lifelong food allergies um, mm -hmm. since I was born. So my parents, basically, they discovered that I had a dairy allergy right from the get-go with formula. Um, so I never, you know, really had that. And then as soon as I started eating solid food, they found out I had an egg allergy and eggs give me 
anaphylaxis. Um, and then down the road, down the road, um, I've discovered like pecans and walnuts and avocado, which like in a cruel mm, like twist a of face. I live in California, right? Yeah. And there's avocado in everything. Yeah. So, you know, I've avoided all of those foods my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that maybe with the dairy, because there's been things that have been slightly cooked in butter and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I don't I don't really, you know, see like the reaction that I had when I was younger. So I'm wondering if I'm growing out of those, but I do notice like egg, like there's been a couple times when I've been at a restaurant and it's had like an egg salad dressing and I didn't know. And I literally had to have, you know, an EpiPen or go to the emergency room. Um, so I'm wondering like, are those like kind of lifelong allergies for most people or can you remedy these things by taking, you know, supplements and, you know, things like that? So here's the deal. There are different types of allergies. Mm-hmm. So the egg allergy is what we call an IgE allergy. Okay. Mm-hmm. E as in like Elizabeth. Now that is when your you know immune system is basically going, I'm going to over respond to this and we are going to, you know, create these antibodies really quickly and whack. Okay. So that one is basically a lifelong allergy. You need to stay away from eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have the same kind of response to pecans and walnuts, um, if you have that sort mm-hmm. of anaphylactic response, then that is likely also an IgE allergy. Um, the dairy allergy may be an IgG allergy. Okay. G as in grace. Um, now that can be the type of allergy that occurs because you have leaky gut or because maybe your immune system wasn't as developed as it should have been as a baby. Um, and then also when we're looking at milk proteins, um, there are different types of milk proteins. So a little bit of butter, especially if it's clarified, a lot of times doesn't elicit a response, but if you were to eat cheese, Mm-hmm. And it's higher in histamine. <laughs> um, so that may elicit a response for you. So we can certainly do testing to see what kind of allergies you have, what kind of immune response you have. Well, it's funny because people a lot of times will ask me about lactose and be like, mm-hmm. oh, you're lactose intolerant. And it's not even that. It's the protein mm-hmm. of the milk that bothers right. me. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting um, an interesting thought. I'm going to have to come in and see you. You do. Oh, I'm both okay. I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm going to definitely have to come back again. I it's time. You know, every time I have, every single time, and this is not an allergy, this is what's different about like intolerance and allergies, I think, is every time I have peppers, tomatoes, I haven't been able to eat tomatoes in God knows how long. Tomatoes, peppers, or anything spicy, the next day my throat is sore. Yeah. For exactly like 24 to 48 hours. Is that histamine or is that Mm -hmm. salicylate? That could be either one. So now oral allergy syndrome. So that Mm -hmm. is typically a salicylate issue. Now salicylates and histamine are very close. Um, Remind me, do you tolerate aspirin? I just don't take aspirin. Don't take aspirin. Yeah. (laughs) So salicylates are, you know, acetyl salicylic acid. So that's, you know, aspirin basically. So people typically do not tolerate those foods um, if they can't tolerate aspirin. It's, a, it's an actual disorder, um, but you know it's pretty rare to have true salicylate sensitivity, um, but people that do have true oral allergy syndrome, and it may vary based on the pollen counts. It may vary how much 
how full your bucket is. Um, so you may at one point be able to tolerate a little bit of pepper or a little bit of tomato or whatever it happens to be one day, and then another day not be able to tolerate it. And I think this is one of the things that confuses people the most about these histamine type responses or any other kind of sensitivity, because they'll be like, you know, I can't really put my finger on what it is that I'm eating. That's, mm-hmm. that's causing me to have this response. I just don't feel good, you know, and it's because they're eating broad classes of foods that are filling up their bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily the one food, it's the collection of the food plus their environmental impact, plus their stress impact. It's all of those things together um, that really make the difference. And so emptying out the bucket, decreasing their inflammatory load, um, and then also figuring out, gosh, do we have true anaphylactic type allergies? Mm -hmm. Because those basically are jail breakers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those are Mm -hmm. (laughs) no-goes. And then the other ones, the sensitivity ones, you can kind of maybe learn to rotate some of those things. Um, But a lot of times, if they're more, you know, severe, then then they're no-goes. I can lose literally two pounds from one day to the next day. Mm -hmm. That's inflammation. Is it? Is it water water retention? I can't can't even fit my pants on one day. And then (laughs) two days later, they'll be loose. It's inflammation. I'm not eating. It's not like I've starved myself for two days. I had like a stomach bug. Yeah. Is that what that is? So it's inflammation. It's not water retention. So, okay. So things, an easy example for that Mm. is an oxalate. Okay. So oxalates are found in like nuts, soy, beets, spinach, and wheat. Okay. So think about all of the people that love nuts. Think about all the people that love, you know, that their whole wheat, you know, their beets, their celery Mm -hmm. juice. Oh my goodness. The celery juice craze. I'm glad it's kind of out of the, out of the air. I Um, felt so sick on that craze. Like like, stop it. Um, But so these little crystals, these oxalate crystals are in these foods. Okay. Now oxalate crystals, think about them literally coming in and piercing the tissue. Okay. If you're piercing any tissue, it's going to cause it to swell around it. Okay. So if you can't break down these oxalates in, in your body and they literally pierce the inside of your gut and then they get into your bloodstream mm-hmm. and then they're piercing the tissue in your arm. They're piercing your urinary system. All of a sudden you've got back pain. All of a sudden you might have UTI pain, but you don't have a positive UTI. What is that? You know, like, so all of these things happen. You get headaches, you, you know, you have, you know, interstitial cystitis or, you know, basically a quivering bladder. You, you feel like you've got this, you know, chronic, you know, infection and you mm-hmm. don't. Um, so, you know, all of these things cause, you know, localized swelling that you can't really see. You can't really put your finger on it. But as soon as your body clears that inflammation, um, then you feel better uh, for one. And then you also can actually see it on the scale. Um, same thing happens with histamine. Histamine, when those little cells explode, you have a localized swelling inflammation. You know, it's so interesting too, because I think we're so used to hearing, you know, eat healthy and eat healthier foods. And when you think of healthier foods, you might think whole wheat, um, soybeans, you know, Mm -hmm. different kinds of legumes, all different kinds of these things that I guess are technically healthy, but might not necessarily match up to your body and like your body chemistry, right? So Mm -hmm. how do we sort of decipher that? (laughs) I guess is the big question. So we look at your genes and we look at your metabolomics. So like Tamman also has a SNP and um, for sulfur sensitivity. Mm. So like she can't eat too much garlic or broccoli. Like, you know, I remember the day I told her I was like, broccoli's bad for you. And she was like, <laughs> I was like, my whole life has been broccoli. <laughs> when, I eat, when I eat garlic, Roxy, uh-huh. like an hour later, I'll start to shake. <sighs> 
I, I like it, but I, right. I, I always get very shaky and very depressed. Yeah. <gasps> so very. that interesting. And you think, mm. of course, garlic you think is very healthy because. And broccoli. I right. Mean, and broccoli. Right. Exactly. I mean, that was during the cauliflower yeah. craze. I mean, the jam is looking at her face. She's like, no. I think that's still what I, oh my God, I need to see you again. Cause I'm like, oh my God, I think I had like a uh, uh, cauliflower rice last night with broccoli in it. I think it's time to come back. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I why do I not feel well today? <laughs> see, there's that's, your two pounds. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. I was going to say, there's the boat. <laughs> that's why you can't fit in your pants today. Yeah. So you, then we can, so we can figure these things out. Right. I mean, with the yeah. testing and with the analysis, mm -hmm. like it's yeah. possible, yeah. you know, to see a difference. I mean, do you see people once they find these things out, I mean, are they losing weight? Are they mm -hmm. getting clearer skin? Like mm -hmm. what are some of the effects you're saying? I look better at 40 than I did. At I mean, look at you. I'm I like, know. look at your skin. You I'm like, this is so unfair. You, whatever. <laughs> you guys are sweet. Um, no. So like I actually, when I was the sickest, when I was telling mm -hmm. you after Morena, mm -hmm. um, but between that time period and now I'm 60 pounds heavier. I mean it. And so it basically, I figured out how to do our optimal diet panel. So looking basically mm -hmm. what kind of food should you eat? Mm -hmm. Um, and then the past couple of years, I actually did our optimal sport panel. So guys, I have this gene, I have to tell you, I have this gene. Basically, if I lift too much weight, mm -hmm. like if I lift at the gym, I get belly fat. Oh, like, I think I have no line. I, no. <laughs> I think that's my problem. I was yeah. so pissed. Like, so, I mean, every, every trainer you go to, they're like, lift more weights, lift right. your body weight, squat your body weight, squat 400 pounds. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm doing this. Why am I still fat? Like, why? <laughs> I was so upset. Like I was, I felt like I was doing everything right. Yeah, I was right. doing all the diet, like everything. And yet I still have like 20 pounds and I'm like, what the actual, I was so pissed. Yeah. I finally, I was like, okay. I'm like, why haven't I done an athletic panel? I was like, what is, mm. what is wrong? Yeah. So I do this athletic panel and I figured out I had this like crazy gene. So basically I'm designed to walk forever, like literally yeah. walk forever. Like it has to be like an hour and a half, but I'm designed to walk forever. And I can't Same. do any like high intensity exercise. So yeah. I did that. Guess what? <laughs> there it went. I stopped yeah. lifting heavy weights. And I was like, I can't believe for like the majority of my adult life, I had been in the gym like five times a week, like slaying it, like absolutely slaying it, listening to every trainer my whole life. And so I was like, all right, cool. So we did that. And then we actually did a weight loss panel. We have a whole program called Optimal You Now. Um, so we can do that. Okay. You, you don't need to do that, but yes. No, I, I haven't <laughs> been able to get that belly fat off since hey, I, I, yeah. the minute I left LA, I'm actually gaining weight on my legs and thighs. And, but again, I do believe in body positivity, meaning like I have to love myself and like, you know, but, I, but, but there's, yeah. but I don't think that that's meant for my body. Like for example, I think yeah. something's happening that it isn't right that like okay. I shouldn't have this extra weight on my mm -hmm. hips and, and legs because it's not the body that I'm kind of designed to designed. be. Um, okay. And I'm eating really well and I'm exercising, but something has happened since I left in October and I'm just gaining weight. I'm probably about okay. 10 pounds than I, and I'm normal. I'm 10 pounds heavier than okay. I normally am, but I don't want to start to obsess about not eating yeah. and ex over exercising because of my past with eating disorders. I don't want right. to do that. I just want to feel healthy sure. and that like yeah. my body, my body isn't holding on to something. So something's yeah. off. Okay. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, we can absolutely do that. Um, and so the Optimal You program is actually run, I designed it and I created it, but our nutritionists run the, the program. Um, so it's basically three months. Um, you go in, you have to track your food every week. You either meet with the, the our wellness um, director or you meet with a nutritionist to check in. Um, so there's a high amount of um, accountability <laughs> in this program. Mm -hmm. um, but it looks at your weight loss genes. It looks at your sport genes and it looks at your diet genes. Um, so we cover all, all the bases. Um, and we have one lady, um, it's pretty remarkable. She went from a size or her waist was a 43 and it's come down to a 27 and she's only halfway through the program. Um, so, I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. She's, she's slaying it. Um, so yeah, super, super proud of our, our program. Um, so yeah, I think she's in, I think she's in, she's only done six, six or seven weeks so far. Oh, wow. I mean, she's just, and I bet like, she's not like depriving herself. Right. I bet she's no. not over. Like we're told not. like over exercise and eat nope. less and starve and fast. Everyone talks mm -hmm. about fasting. I'm like, Oh my God, I fasted and yeah. I almost passed out. Like fasting for me is the worst. You can't fast. Yeah. No. What do you think yeah. about intermittent, intermittent fasting that ever, you know, that's the trend now. It depends you on your clock genes. Um, so like I have clock genes. So that's mm. basically the, you have to go to bed with the sun and rise with the sun. Mm. Um, so if I don't get sleep, then I get fat basically. Um, so like <laughs> when I time travel, if I, you know, go different parts of the world, I go a couple of days early to make sure that I can catch up on the time zone. Mm. Um, because otherwise it throws my whole metabolism off. And, you know, it's, it's, for me, that's super important. Like I need to know, cause I'm not trying to go on vacation and get fat. Like I'm just mm -hmm. not, I'm just going to be straight up here. <laughs> like, And I think most girls feel that way. Like, it's just like, you don't want to go and be miserable and you don't want to go and feel bad like mm -hmm. while you're there. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, it's worth it to go a couple of extra days. Um, but the, the intermittent fasting thing, you have to have the right genes for it. Most people yep. do not. Um, like some people you can intermittent fast or even do keto for mm -hmm. a very short time period, but ketogenic diet, a true ketogenic diet, only 12% of the population have the genetics to do that. Wow. And you know that everybody's talking about keto now. It's everybody's like thing, doing it. right? And so many people look dead. I they do it and I gain weight. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so because if I don't eat like oatmeal in the morning and yeah. like brown, a little bit of brown rice for lunch and no mm -hmm. carbs for dinner. I'll be fine. If, uh, th mm -hmm. Then I'll stay a good weight. But if I cut mm -hmm. out all carbs, then I'm, I completely spike up. Ugh. It's because it causes so much inflammation. It, mm -hmm. So there's like a process in the mitochondria. If you go through beta oxidation and you cause, you're basically causing so much inflammatory response in your body mm -hmm. um, for most people. So most people can't make ketones like that. Most people cannot induce that. So unless you have epilepsy and unless you're going through this on a medically like trained professional, and there are people out there that do that. We do that at the Institute. If you have a medical condition and you've been diagnosed with a medical condition, that's one thing. But, you know, for these people out here trying to biohack and do this on their own, mm -hmm. I mean, they come to me, they look like absolute death is warming over. I mean, they're, they're ashen. They look, their faces are sunk in. I mean, their labs look like, holy hell. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's like, they're, it's like they have cancer and I'm like, why are you doing this to your body? Yeah. And it's true because they, and then also because I, I mean, I would assume that because you're intaking so much meat, like, is that good for your heart? Like for your cardiovascular? They all, their, their, their lipids go up into the 400s. It's extraordinary. It's crazy. I mean, it's like you guys, you're choosing, you're choosing basically an early death of heart disease. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, that's bad. Wow. Well, Chrissy, I mean, we could probably talk bad. for like four more hours. I know. <laughs> I feel like this is a free <laughs> session. <laughs> free session. <laughs> no. We're like, come on. Okay, what else do I have? Yeah, I've got keep going. What else, do, what else do I have wrong okay, with me? We have to know about this. Now, okay. is it healthier to drink organic wine than regular Ugh, wine? I don't yeah. like it. Yes. Or is it like yes. just bullshit? It is. No. Okay. No. Okay, I never so get buzzed, guys. Conventional wine. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting buzzed from the sulfates. I don't know. But if I drink like organic wine, I'm like, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> I only feel that way about like the sugar, the low sugar wine, the low sugar wine. I'm like, this is like air. And yeah, yeah I'm just not feeling it. And you drink <laughs> like, the whole bottle and you're like, I need the right? next bottle. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> like, where's the fun in that? Um, okay. The organic wine is better for you in terms of the pesticide load, insecticide load, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so yes, if you have the choice, please do choice organic for just about everything. Okay. So organic vodka, organic tequila, <laughs> organic o- wheat ocean. for lots of yes. 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 Actually, weed is organic, right? Actually, not all. No. Okay. The cannabis industry is quite filthy. Make sure oh. that you get organic weed and organic cannabis. Um, so yeah, organic cannabis and actually Ocean makes a wonderful organic vodka. Um, it's a it's a beautiful little blue bottle too. That's from it's Hawaii. Beautiful. Oh yeah, it's really pretty. Um, can <laughs> you tell Roxy why I I can't smoke weed because she doesn't understand it. No, she's like, why? She goes, she goes, I said, I can't smoke it because I literally lose my mind. And she's like, you haven't tried the right time. Because she has not tried Because when she smoked weed, it was like 20 years ago. Okay. Now it's like designer weed, right? So, Uh, okay. okay. I'm going to make you both happy. Okay. Okay. So, (laughs) all right. Most marijuana strains are blended now. So previously they were higher in sativa mm-hmm. um, and that's going to increase your dopamine levels too much. Now, Miss Sursock, you are, <laughs> you now are taking Neuromag. Um, what you could do is you could take more Neuromag. She's like, oh shit, wait a minute. She's yep, scared. Here we go. She's like, this you, is how you smoke weed. Tell me enjoy yourself. Because yes. everyone says it's going to calm me down. Yes. It does the opposite. No, well, well probably so, she didn't have indica, right? What, exactly. So you're going to take a very, you're going to take a five milligram edible, <laughs> a tiny little edible and, and you're going to take, and you're going to take extra Neuromag. So I want you to take. Chrissy, who have you become? Seriously. <laughs> ah, Three well, years ago, you were like, no, don't touch that. Now you're like, you were this pregnant. is what you're going to do. Hello, you were pregnant and breastfeeding. It's different. We were oh, not using yes. cannabis for relaxation. <laughs> now, now I'm actually, I do all kinds of cannabis genetics and everything. I can run you a panel. Please. All um, right. I don't but, know if I care that much. But um, Damn it, game on. Game on. You can't say no. What about, on. okay, well, what about, because I've never done any of these drugs and we'll just do this in for four more minutes and let you go. But like, cause I want to know what drink's going to take. Would, okay. Yeah. I'm now going to do a, a Would ecstasy work for me? Oh goodness. So ecstasy works for everybody. <laughs> but, no, but would it be good for me or very bad? Ultimately it might um, be very bad for Sean. I think it would be good for <laughs> Sean. He'd be like, touch like, me. He's going to brush your hair for like four hours. Oh my God. That sounds gonna amazing. Be, it's, it's gonna be but like, amazing. would it really affect me for the, um, like after it? So you may have a little bit of a rebound response, as most people do, okay. um, but um, genetically, I can't see of any reason why. Oh. <laughs> okay, I what mean, about what about uh, cocaine? <laughs> um, I would not do cocaine. Um, I, would, okay. I would have so to not the coke. Okay. 
I would have to look at your receptor status to be quite honest, um, to see if you had any sort of addictive, uh, there are things that we can look at to see. Uh, no, to be honest, but okay. we I can't even drink coffee anymore. But what about, but I cannot recommend, um, <laughs> like, what, 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 that one. You would, okay. Um, so squeezing, uh, I don't want to do any of these are so weird. I don't know who ever figured out, Oh, I'm going to squeeze a frog's ass and then we're going to take it and see what happens. Like yeah. who does that? Um, okay. But, yeah, I mean, I think all of these things are basically going to flood your brain with dopamine. You're going to need to make sure that if you're going to do any of that kind of stuff that you are. I have kids now, I have kids right? now, guys. Like, you know, yeah. my most exciting thing is drinking a, a quarter of a, you know, yeah. organic wine with no sugar and an apple. There you go. Asking for my husband to have sex with me. That's the most exciting <laughs> night I have. <laughs> oh, Tamman, there's always tomorrow. There's always yeah. tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some microdosing or something fun in LA you guys could get into. <laughs> oh, she could do, you know what she could do? She could do mushrooms, microdose some mushrooms. Yeah, that would, for someone who has such an imagination yeah, about I, everything's going to kill them, Roxy, so you think I couldn't do it hallucinogenics is the yeah. answer? You're like, let's, I'll, I'll start to think that the house is made of fucking snakes. Yes. Yeah, that would be me. I cannot do it. I but can, it would be no so way. fun to watch. No, yeah, no. That's yeah, cruel. Thanks. Yeah, no. She's probably going to start hallucinating when she does pot. Like, she's going to see, like, little, oh, like, green Oh, my God. Men. I'm hallucinating thinking about it. Yeah. When <laughs> <laughs> I have a quarter of a drink, I'm like, can you feel it? Can everyone, I'm one of those people Oh, on yes, the table. you are. You are. I'm one of those like, like, does everyone feel yeah. as buzzed as I do? Yeah. yeah. You do that every time we're sitting at a table. You drink like three sips. And you're like, is everyone are you, are you drunk too? Are you really totally. drunk? And Rex is like, no. no. <laughs> well, Chrissy, thank you so much. Oh, we yeah, we we just so know welcome. now that we really need to come see you because we are messed. We're two messed up girls who it's really need some help. Yeah, it's yeah. time for us to go poop in the jar. I know. Yeah. I know. That's the yeah. worst part, Rex. You got to poop and then you got to scoop it into the liquid. <gasps> You gotta poop. You gotta scoop your poop. <laughs> poop scoop be... your poop into the liquid, and then you gotta shake Sorry. it. It's really Ooh, quite. Not. Sounds it's, like foreplay. Yeah. yeah. In Roxy's yeah. house, maybe that's why she's not getting any. Maybe Roxy needs to change the idea of foreplay so she can maybe have more sex. I'll give Roxy's you some pointers. Like, I don't know why it's not happening. I know. Putting in a jar. I don't know. David. Just don't leave the samples out. Yeah. Right, right. It's not um, not conducive to sexy times. No. I think you have to seal them up and put them in the fridge, too. So that might yeah. be a little off putting. Don't leave them next to the wine. First dating, you're like, like, hey, honey. <laughs> Remember when you pretended like you never pooped when you were first dating? I always yes. no. Like, I would have a full pooped. conversation God. on the toilet. I have when no you first issues. started dating. When you Roxy, first I poop dating. in front of you. I have. I just for me, it's just such, it's just a bodily. I think I have. I think it's just a bodily <laughs> movement. Like it's just like now I'm potty training my daughter, and I'm just like uh, it's just something that comes out. I guess. Uh, my oh my best God. friend and I poop together. Like it's still a thing. Like, yeah. and See, of course, Roxy, like, yeah, we're besties. <laughs> I love it. Okay. You have to FaceTime me next time. you Wait, poop. I think I, I think I did a pregnancy test, a peed in front of you. Yes, you That's did. Right. And you simultaneously got your period at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Time. That was really, that was really close. That was really close yeah. of us. Roxy. Oh, yeah. That was really responding. Yeah. That was right after we got our vampire facials. I know. Same which day. Didn't work, which didn't yeah, it didn't, didn't make work, us though. look any younger. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe actually you do look younger. Oh, <laughs> it's the glasses that make you look. That's younger. what it is. I'm getting back to my schoolgirl, schoolgirl yeah. vibes. Yeah, you that's know? what. Yeah. Well, Chrissy, please okay. tell everyone where they can find you and how they can get some help. 
Uh, if you guys want to come hang out with us at NGI, it's the Nutritional Genomics Institute.com. Um, my email is Dr. Chrissy at NGIVA.com. Um, and yeah, then you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, all Nutritional Genomics Institute. Um, so yeah, thanks for having me today. Thank you so much. We love you. Yeah. And um, love you, you can find us on Women on Top Official on Instagram. And Women on Ooh. Top Podcast on Facebook. And we also have a Women on Top group on Clubhouse. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment. And Ooh. I am Tamin Sursa. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are Women, Women on, on-